That is a. I think it's a D. Nope. I'll just be flat. One. Kyle, you're a freak. That was B flat. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to the Create Initiative Podcast, a show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. And I'm Jason Evans, and uh, with me is Kyle Lee. Hello. And That's Ky- what I was going to do. <laughs> and Kyler Clapp. You guys were just saying off the air how you're seven years apart, but... Uh, but I'm very it young. It doesn't even seem that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm... You could... One would probably want to argue, like... For my sake, that Kyler's just mature for her age, but I think it's more I'm immature for. <laughs> I mean, I think it could go either way. <laughs> I play down to the 24-year-old, 23-year-old level, you know, because I'm so hip and young. You're and, so hip, you, you uh, stay with you know, it. Yeah, it's. Um, but you feel like you rise to the occasion. Of I mean, I've been told I'm, I'm pretty mature. Rise for my to the occasion yeah. reminds me. My basketball coach used to always say, "Champions are like biscuits." When things heat up, they rise to the occasion. <laughs> I, I love like that. that a lot. I, like that. That's yeah. good. I wish my coach would have said make a, that. Make a new towel that says... Champions <laughs> are like biscuits. No, make that a t-shirt. Then he uh, got in my face, this close to my face, after a mm. um, mm-hmm. very important milestone in my career. And so that was the worst thing that could ever happen to me. That it was going to make me soft. What was the milestone? Whenever I set the single game scoring record... Scored, you didn't want to go to your head. Scored 43 points in a game. The next day of practice, before we even started, just got in my face. That's the worst thing I could ever have ever Just like... Was it the worst thing? Yo, man, I'm chilling. <laughs> was it the worst thing that could ever happen? I mean, I think there's lots of worse things that could happen. Probably. Well, uh, on today's episode... And that was the week I started dating Libby. So, was no. it the worst thing? It's making no. you so off. That's the same night I held her hand for that's, the first that's time. That's probably really what the coach was referencing. Yeah, it I wasn't think that's the scoring record. It was the... This lady will mess with your mind. I think maybe he was talking about my ex-girlfriend because she was like texting me after that. Like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you cheated on me. Let her wow. know. Yeah. Wow, just let let you know. her know. She's tell, probably tell not. the world right now. She's probably not listening. Call her out. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about ages off the air because Kyler, uh, it's your birthday week. This is the birthday cast. Happy birthday, Kyler. Oh. The birthday Do. cast. Hey, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kyler, birthday, um, you're moving into the uh, 23rd year of your life. How's that? How's that going for you? It's fine. Just fine. It's fine. You don't feel like it's a big moment. I feel like it is, but I just refuse to acknowledge that it is. Yeah. Well, how are you celebrating your 23rd? I'm going to Vegas. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Glad you yelled. You you really like to yell on the mic. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm yelling. But I'm going to Vegas. Right here. You're really going to Vegas. I'm really going to Vegas. Who are you going with? My, I'm going with my mom, girls trip. Um, my cousin lives there. She's lived there for probably like four or five years. She's been out there for a while, but she loves to hike. So we're going out there to hike and solely to hike. You're going to Las Vegas to hike. Solely yeah. to hike. Yeah. It's too bad that the Jonas Brothers had... Their residency <laughs> got canceled there. Yeah. A lot of residencies. I know. I'm there. so sad. I wonder yeah. if they they probably aren't living there. Mm-mm. Not unless they're stuck there. Maybe they got quarantined no. there or something. Then I would I walk know. right up to Priyanka Jonas and say, get your hands off my man. Well, you know, I got to thinking yesterday because <laughs> right. yesterday we had an Amazon package that okay. was lost. 
And um, so Libby had to get on Amazon chat support and it was with a Priyanka and oh, wow. she was like, surely it's not Priyanka Jonas. And I was like, well, I you mean, know what? She hasn't. All the movies are shut down. I She's know, probably yeah. trying to the earn a buck. The entertainment industry is gone. Yeah. So we pretty much got to talk with the Jonas Brothers yesterday. Oh, that's impressive. Did they find the package? No, they're sending us a new one. Okay. Mm. But every time that's happened, when like Amazon will tell you your package may be lost, yeah. here's your steps you can do. I've done it before, and my package always shows up. And then I get the other package. And so now you have And two. so then I call, and I'm like, hey, I got this. I already got a refund. And both packages, like, what do I need to do? I'll oh, just keep yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm just yeah. like, sweet. It's crazy. Big business. Free stuff. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Have you uh, noticed, like, do you have do the Amazon drivers in your neighborhood drive like mad people? No. Like, I don't know what it is in our neighborhood, and it's always a different driver, but they're always going like 55 miles an hour just down a road and jamming out to music. It there sounds was, like a Jack Black in Orange County. There was a FedEx <laughs> package delivered the other day, but it was delivered... By a guy in a Penske truck. Yeah, I've, I've run across that, yeah. What's going on there? I don't know. I think sometimes they outsource their actual delivery system, which I, I, I have hard feelings against FedEx. FedEx so. does that? Yeah. Hmm. So they especially do it like during Christmas, um, but maybe because of the COVID, they may be experiencing an influx. Of I'm more of a postal packages. service guy. I, I like the USPS. Postal service. You know, one of, one of our many forms of law enforcement, postal service. Oh really? There's the postal service police. They uh, they fall in line somewhere under the law enforcement branch. Do they, are they the ones that execute like mail fraud stuff? I don't know. Hmm. Someone out there that knows more than me can. Tyler. Well, I'm just listening. <laughs> Do you have you ever experienced mail fraud? No. Okay. Someone tried to steal my Amazon package once. I don't know if that counts. Someone oh. sent me my wallet back in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is mail that, fraud? Uh, can we recap? Did you? Send that twenty back to yeah. Me? I sent a thank you note with a twenty dollar bill, wow. that same twenty dollar bill, and I said, "Let your son have this. He's a hero." It pays to wow. be kind. It does. Yeah. It does pay to be kind. Oh, but well, what is mail fraud? What is mail fraud? Yes. Um. I mean, I, it, it goes in several. I mean, I don't have a clue. There's mm. like if you mail something, there are certain things that are like illegal to mail. Anthrax, and, yeah. bombs. So like if you <laughs> if you mail those things, that's mail fraud. I think if you like file insurance on something and then purposely don't mail it and then try to file the insurance claim, that's mail fraud. Hmm. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm I bored. Mean, okay, very good. I'm sure all our listeners are <laughs> as well. That is the Postal Service Update yep. podcast. I just will say Postal the education. The, oh, whoa, there it is. The education yeah. system failed me. Well, you grew up in Fairfax, right? Well, uh, yeah. But you didn't go to school there. No, I went to school, a bigger school, like 30 minutes away. I mean, I think it's just the, the education system in general just is failing a lot of people, if I were to. Well, That's why I'm here to bring it back. Yeah. My, mm, the most That's beneficial. Right. You do your part. Listen, it, I really... I'm you really just struggling. said beneficial. Know, you, you really... You know, we we thought you didn't like the morning podcast because you yeah. weren't quite awake, but now in the afternoon... I don't know what's going on. And you were talking, oddly, a lot about uh, alcohol before we started. <laughs> so... No. Anyways. The most beneficial classes I took in high school were home ec and finance. Which makes sense. Mm, I didn't I take mean, either one of those. I... They they didn't have a finance class in in my high school. I couldn't tell you one beneficial class I took in high school. I had fun classes. Yeah, I mean high school was awesome. Oh, pottery, my favorite. Would I do it again? <laughs> Absolutely. Was did I learn? 
No. I I I learned what I needed to learn. I was prepared for college when I got out of school. I was not. Um, yeah. I I mean I uh, I had I had like three teachers that I loved. I thought they were good. They held you accountable. I had one class. It was an AP literature class that probably actually got me ready for learning how to write papers in college. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was prepared, but I don't know if it was the system yeah. that prepared me. I didn't me. have homework once in high school. Well, I had it a couple times. We were block scheduling, so we had yeah. you know an hour and a half for each class. Yeah. Two of my classes per day were either a sport or in an elective, so yeah. two classes a day pretty much. To write a paper is easy. You put the font on 10, single space, you write for as long you write and fill up one whole page, yep. and then you put the font where it needs to be. And your paper's done. Done. Yeah, nothing about <laughs> body paragraphs or... None of that stuff. You no. can do all that just matter. within the one page. I'm just talking to about to get your link. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm with you. College, but though, was easier than high school, so... It, in a lot of ways, I thought so. My no, my no, Comp 2 professor, so. <laughs> when it comes to writing papers, my Comp 2 professor loved the Beatles, and so if you just wrote about the Beatles, then yeah. you'd get an A. I, I my just... Comp professor hated me. <laughs> With the passion. I'm like, I'm literally doing what you're saying. Why is that not good enough? Because they're challenging you to be better. You can always be better. I'm just trying to get Be ready. best. Well, I like... Melania Trump. I, I loved college because like as a, as a general rule, I was very responsible. So it's like I appreciated that the instructors like just assumed you were responsible. You were the teacher's pet, yeah. No, I wasn't the teacher's pet at all. The teacher's friend. It was just like I, you didn't have to talk, didn't have to do anything, you didn't have to show up to class if you didn't want to, as long as you got the work done. So that oh, was I did. I loved college. Jason would stroll in there. Oh no, they once they said they said the how your attendance doesn't affect your grade percentage. Oh, I was out. I was like, I'll write essays in my dorm all day. So I How'd did. How'd that work out for you? Oh, I worked. Yeah, did you graduate? Oh uh, no. Ah. But that's not why. Oh no. Dang, yeah. roasted. <laughs> I was tired of drowning in debt. Yeah, well that's a good reason cuz I'm still paying for my college experience. Eek. So, you know. Should have gone to Swasu. Cheapest school in Oklahoma. I should have. So, I I hear great things about that school. I loved it. I also did not have to pay for it though, be- not because of my smarts or even that it was cheap, but I was privileged enough that my parents paid for my college. So. Wow. Nice and place. when Libby and I got married, that paid for a lot of it. Yeah, that helped, didn't it? <laughs> oh, man, college. What what times? That's this thing. You just what get times? married, and the government will pay for most of your college. So Yeah. Yeah. So, so just do it, Kyler. Yeah. No. <laughs> put out an ad. Just, be I, like, just put out an ad. Trying yeah. to finish college debt-free. <laughs> beat Ring by Spring. And that is one of my greatest accomplishments. Wow, that is Where nice. did you go to college? Evangel University. <sighs> and then Southwestern Christian University. <sighs> Christian universities ain't it. Wow. They're a lot of money. Um, I think, you know, I guess some people could enjoy them. I don't know. I have no experience. I mean, just an outsider looking in. Well, I would say... Go ahead. I'm, I dug it myself a hole. Go for it. Let's hear it dig out. Well, I will say not all Christian universities are bad. The tuition is out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, that's at regular universities. Well, yeah, but they you're more likely to get more scholarships at a different university. I had a basketball scholarship <sighs> offer for SAGU. Needless to say, I did not take my talents to Waxahachie. Did not go to Waxahachie. Uh, I hear they have a fine program. You know, for me, I just like rated R movies too much. Yeah. And yeah. Mm. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Rated our movies and alcohol-free beer. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Non-alcoholic beer. That's Alcohol-free. Like that Heineken commercial or that uh, that real like tool guy's like driving and yeah. he's got the zero alcohol beer and he's just like, and I'm just like, ugh. That was you? No, that was not oh, me. okay. <laughs> it's disgusting. If, if not the alcohol, why drink it? Like I'm it's not. It's gonna taste the same, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not like, I'm good. Like I I get, I get my highs and lows from non-alcoholic things, you know. But yeah. yeah. I just don't understand the appeal. I get my highs and lows from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to Jesus, guys. Yep. You know, Carmen Dicted. had a song about that. Hey, Kyler, are you A to J? I don't know what that means. <laughs> you A to J? Addicted to Jesus? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a song with right. DC Talk. Yeah. Carmen with a backing. We could probably afford talk. that. Maybe he <laughs> might. He might would just give us the rights. I mean, he does free concerts. He's doing one in Duncan. Is he? Yeah. Well, we should go. We should go. Set no, we up, shouldn't. Set up in the back and do a live recording. I wonder if he would. My sister has a okay picture with, with him when she's like in fourth grade, and she is literally a foot and a half taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a fourth grade. I. Uh, that was the my first concert ever was a Carmen concert. Hey, I went and saw him in Lawton and it was amazing. Bible Man came out and did a thing beforehand. Oh, wow. wow. Uh like I'm telling you, I was like, this is the best. Uh the lights yeah. go down and it's like Carmen. And it's like <laughs> and he's like out there playing the bongos. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wow. Five year old me was like You were living. I'm huh? sold. Yeah, I think probably my first Three or four concerts were Carmen. Christian music is the best. Yeah, yeah. sold, man. Mm. Ready to go. Yeah. yeah. What was your first concert? What was my first concert? I feel like it was Stellar Cart. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, there we go. I was like, I can't. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember a Stellar Cart song. All around me, your creation. Hey, uh, so speaking of Stellar Cart and Christian music, totally. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the the lead, the frontman for Hog Nelson, you know, started questioning his faith. What 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 you guys' take on that? Totally said he didn't believe in God, right? Uh, yeah. But he was like he, open he didn't believe to it. The story of God. Let's like, this, let's be clear though. This was uh, the second frontman. Okay, it is. Yeah, because like the guy that like on their original songs when their music was actually good, he left a long time ago. Okay. And then so this he guy. He quit believing years ago. I don't know if he quit believing. I think he probably got burnt out no. by. Are you sure? I'm positive. And then this guy was the original member of the band. He just became the lead singer. The Jonathan Steingard. Let me see a picture. I think this is their OG guy. This guy. No, I think this is the original guy. That's the that's their that was like he was a guitarist and then he became because like, their voices were totally different. Yep. Because um, let's see what was uh just a, what's that song? I don't wanna look and you're not gonna get it. Never mind. No, I only like their first two albums was it for me because whenever he stopped being the singer. Yeah, because then they went. To Let's the, pack up and move to California. Yeah, it's not that guy. He's it's, out of it's there. A, it's That's like a the diamonds guy. guy. He's making diamonds. Yeah, it's one that where like they this. did a collab with uh, <laughs> Casting Crowns. Once they did a collaboration yeah. with Casting Crowns, I was like, this is not Hawk Nelson. This is such a good podcast. Drops in the ocean. Yeah. As soon as. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Not it. And I, I thought, though, it was interesting. So he basically. The show. That song. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
bring them out? Wow. All the boys and the girls and, and oh, girls and the boys and people <laughs> making noise and let. I went to an audio adrenaline. Okay, slash Jason ho- Dunn was the. Was he the original frontman? Yeah, let me, let me see. When Crazy Love came out, letters Crazy like Letters to the President was such a good album. Yeah. that was good. Lead vocalist Jason Dunn departed on February first, twenty twelve. Yeah, so they hadn't been good since then. But, anyways, the new guy, I think it's it was interesting. Some of his comments on it was like he grew up a pastor's kid. Everything that he had done in his entire life had the the precursor of the word Christian in front yeah, of it, yeah. yeah. And so, um, pretty much, he was just he grew up as a cultural Christian, and I don't think his and he kind of said that like yeah. the faith was never real for him, yeah. And he never had the the space or the opportunity to to even doubt or search or um, because I mean, twenty years old they start touring the world and. It's like who knows anything when they're twenty? Like, yeah. yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> or twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Not not about like touring the world with music, but it's just you touring know, the state. When you're when you're nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, stuff. like you don't like. I mean, even if you have a good head on you, even if you have knowledge, like you just don't know a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And when you when you compound that with faith, like nobody's faith is developed at twenty years old, even if they've been a Christian since they were fifteen. I mean, since they were five or, or whatever, four. for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four. Three or four for me, you know. You know, um, that, but but it's just like, you know, it takes time to develop this stuff. And and so, you know, on a, on a bigger picture, so you got this guy. We've talked about Marty Sampson, who we were Kyler's trying. favorite person. Marty. He's <laughs> yeah. my favorite person on Twitter right now. Um, she agrees with everything he yeah. says. No, I don't. <laughs> um, we, we talked about Michael Gunger had a new, uh, you know, album come out that, and yeah and it's really in the uh, universalism yeah side yeah. of things so like you know i mean i know this is a podcast for like creatives and creatives in the church but like why why are we seeing people you know either question their faith or abandon their faith or you know maybe what you know like gunger taking the uh, christian faith and expanding on it to something much broader um yeah, why are we seeing this? It seems so often, or is it not that it's so often? It's just now because of the news and social media and all that. It feels like it's more often. I don't know. For me, I think it always stems back, and I've thought this like ever since the fallout from Rob Bell. You know, uh, I feel like the reaction of Christians as a whole tends to shape the future of that person they're reacting to, um, either in a good or a bad way. Mm-hmm. So, like Rob Bell comes out with. Even even all all of Rob Bell's books before, uh, whatever it's called, uh, yeah, what was it called? The one about heaven and hell, Love Love Wins. Wins. Even before Love Wins, all of his other books posed some like remember that one pretty serious doubt and questions. But no one like he wasn't questioning the taboo things, you know. And so he was still he's still in our circle, you know. And then once he didn't even, I mean, I don't know, like you can say whatever you want, but like, there was like, Oh, he's done. He's yeah. crazy. He's not a Christian at all anymore. And I think if, if people just would react a little less flippantly, and then I, th- I think the same thing for Gunger, like he came out and was like, I'm having, I'm struggling believing with this about God or believing that God could be this way. And they're like, Oh, well he doesn't, he doesn't fit yeah. in our box. And so, so this, this whole, the, this whole group of people just like, yeah, they help that. Yeah, and that helps shape the beliefs of them like oh see i was right yeah, like yeah exactly and so i think 
I think it's important. Even Hawk Nelson, the rest of the band, as a band, made a statement about their lead singers talking about like we're for everyone, mm-hmm. and now like we we believe that same way for our former frontman or whatever it's going to be. Like um, we're praying for him, and so like they didn't like we do not agree with him. You yeah, know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, they didn't shun him. Didn't shun him. Um, but what do you think? I think something Kyle said too. Um, I just, for some reason, the space to ask hard questions has never been made. Mm-hmm. And I have friends who've left churches because they went to leadership asking things, and the you know leadership was like, "You're just doubting God. Why are you doubting God?" Um, and I think it's more in like the charismatic, like evangelical yeah. Yeah. type Protestant thing, where like you're not allowed to ask questions. Yep. You're not allowed to doubt. Yeah. Um, you just need to pray. You just need to. Um, you just need to join a small group. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. You feeling, surround yourself. With you feeling suicidal? You need to join a small group. Yeah. I saw, <laughs> I saw a comment on something that had a lot of comments this weekend. Yep, of lots of drama where s- someone had said they went went up to their pastor's wife, and their pastor was like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she was like, "Well, honestly, I'm struggling with like suicidal thoughts right now." And just right off the bat, she had said, "Oh, well, you probably need to join a small group." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well. Maybe she does need to join a small group, but that is beside the point from what she just said. Well, to you. it's the it, it's not that that's not an answer. Yeah, but because you know having a group of people you can live life with is is great, but it's like if you if you need real professional mental help, like you need real professional mental help. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but you know some volunteer who opens their home for a small group, unless they just happen to be a clinical psychologist. <laughs> you know yeah. they're not qualified to offer yeah. that kind of help, and mm-hmm. and you know I I agree like we we've eliminated the space for questions, um, and part of that may go back to what we talked about last week. Even in a church service, you know we've everything so fine tuned and so perfect that there's no room even to ask those questions. Yeah, you know, with what what's going on right now, like the church should be asking tons of questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we we should be analyzing our role in society. Um, we should be analyzing where the the place we should have the most impact, and if we don't, why we don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't leave a lot of room for for questions, and I think a lot of people who have grown without asking questions, at some point they just they hit a there's just a button that trips, and they're like, well, I'm going to start asking these questions now, and the church won't help me with well, it. Well, they've been taught that doubting is a sin. Yeah. Yeah. And that when doubting anything is a sin, and so. And they start doubting, even at a young age, they're just like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. Lord, please help me not doubt. Mm-hmm. And then the doubt doesn't go away when you just do something like that. Yeah. Unless you kind of explore that doubt and figure out the reasons why you believe what you believe, mm-hmm. then there's always going to be more doubt. And then eventually people, I mean, people can't handle it, you yeah. know, like people yeah. can't have, it's just not been handled, right? It's like, oh, well, you just need to pray more. Like yeah. doubting is just you, like I've heard it said, you know, like when you doubt, that's just you not trusting Jesus. And it's like, no, you can do both. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Peter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's, you know, at the same moment he trusted, he doubted. Yeah. Right. I well, mean, even, I mean, I don't want to put like, I don't want to go down a theological, like no, whatever. Let's go. But, you know, Jesus in the Garden <laughs> of Gethsemane, um, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, he's sitting there praying because he does not want to die. Yeah. Take this cup from and him. And you got to believe that he's just like, He's, I think if he didn't have a little bit of doubt, he wouldn't have been praying that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that, not that he doubted that God was going to be there for him. He doubted that he wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and that's the whole, like, 
you know, if if you believe that Jesus is fully God and fully man, like he did doubt, he had to have doubted, because like, he because was he wouldn't be fully man if he didn't. Yeah, he was the best human version of a human. Yeah, like so he mm-hmm. experienced one hundred percent of the human things. Yep, I mean that's if you know, and there are some some ideas of Christianity that don't believe that they don't believe he was fully human. They you know whatever. But like if if your your Christianity believes that he was both, then yeah, there is room for doubt. There is room for fear. There is room for for questions um, and all that stuff. You know. Yeah, I think. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, doubting. Like I hate the negative connotation people give. Like doubting, especially like when it comes to doubting Thomas. For years, I've heard that preached, you know, don't be like doubting yeah. Thomas. And it's like he gave, he was like, you know, Lord, if it's you. And he just, it wasn't like, you're not, yeah. you're not yeah. Jesus. He was like, Lord, if it is you, you know, and then Jesus like proved it. Um, and one of my, one of my favorite rappers, Andy Minio, he, one of his songs, <laughs> one of his songs, he says, uh, one of the lyrics is like the opposite of faith isn't doubt. It's when you've got it all figured out. Um, and for the longest time I was like, if I'm doubting, I, my faith isn't blah, blah, blah. And I think when you are doubting, your faith is growing because you're trusting the Lord in a new way. And yeah. I don't know why, I don't know why churches have been doing that. It's a hot mess. It's all a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. It is. I, I do, you know, I, I feel like maybe we've danced around this a little bit in our, you know, pandemic podcasts and, and you know, now with the um, all the, the social injustice and all the all the stuff going on in the world right now. Um, you know, we've 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 continued to talk about like, you know, what is how's the church going to respond to this? How are they going to change? How are they going to be different? Well, I feel like, you know, in America, at least where the church is faced with not only great opportunity, but like really like, I mean, maybe a hit it or miss it moment. Of, reckoning. Of, yeah, a reckoning um, that if we don't figure out where we've strayed from what mm-hmm. scripture really tells us, um, I don't know if we will in our generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Well, we just got to, I don't know. It's just got to figure out, is, are we going to be the church or are we going to be an industry? Yeah. Because right now, it's pretty much an industry. And not not saying that everyone in there is that way, but I was just thinking about that yesterday. And I don't want this to, like, I feel like sometimes we just get on here and talk all the negative things. <laughs> Especially since um, we haven't had a guest all summer. Yeah, but ha. I was just thinking, like, literally. thinking our podcast. Uh, thinking about this, I was like, you know, churches, because it was in light of everything going on with uh, inf- an influential church mm-hmm. who prided itself on how influential they were and rubbing elbows with Hillsong and, and everything. And I was like, and there's so many other churches that are trying to copy that yeah. formula. And I was like, you know, if churches were less concerned about like being influential on Instagram, being influential on social media and impressing other people and more concerned about training up the people in their church to be influences in their community. Yeah. I was like, we like we don't need to have like I don't like I don't know. I was like, it all stemmed back for social media for me because I'm going on one year of no social media, and then I got on to read all those. Someone had sent me the link to read some of those comments, and I was like, this is part of the problem. Yeah. Like, um, and so I was just thinking like that. Like, we need start influencing people for Jesus rather than trying to influence them for social media gains and. Kyler. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm 
She's mad right now that she didn't I, say that so she could post yeah. about it. Yeah, you're so right. I quote, you can quote me. That's fine. I will. Um, I feel like people, and especially, I mean, I went to a leadership college surrounded by kids who wanted to go into ministry, and the things they would say um, about like their goals for ministry was how big of a stage or like how big of a platform can I get? Not how many people can I impact with the gospel? Mm-hmm. And that's like it. I don't know why. And I was telling this to Jason, um, like a couple or maybe it was today. I remember, but the celebrity preacher, I feel like has gotten out of control. I don't know why. Like if you look six months ago, it was, yeah, I'm going to repost this um, video on Facebook because what they're saying is good, but it's like, it's become so like, Stephen Furtick is the goal or Michael Todd is the goal not you know how like how is my ministry going to impact people for the Lord like how many people can yeah. I reach for Jesus it's how big of a stage can I get on what's the newest tennis shoes I can flex while talking about Romans blah 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 yeah. it's dumb I don't know why it's like that but it makes me so mad because because all these kids from my generation wants want to be pastors yeah. and they don't understand the sacrifice it takes to be a pastor yeah. Ooh, that I'm it's, you know what's, you, so you know what's funny because you're a youth pastor yeah and this isn't a uh, dig at you but Uh-oh. i feel like <laughs> he's going for you you're a youth pastor whenever i was like youth age yeah. and so um and i like youth pastors during that time were lame man oh yeah like and i don't mean like that they weren't like they weren't reaching kids i mean like they weren't anyone to like base your style off of yeah. Yeah. or base yeah. like they weren't they didn't have the coolest things they weren't <laughs> they and and I love it. Like my relationship that I had with my youth pastors, it was never like, oh, I'm going to dress like him yeah, or like yeah. he's got the coolest car or yeah, coolest shoes. It was like, man, he wants to hang out with me and he's going to ask me some tough questions and hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Like that's an awesome youth pastor. And I feel like somewhere along the way in these last 10, 15 years, like some of those youth pastors have become lead pastors yep. mm-hmm. and they're like, we just need to do youth group for adults. Yeah. But adults are a little more finicky and need a little bit more persuasion to come. So like, we're going to make it cool. We're going to make it. And it's just, and along with youth culture coming up and just being totally different and like the youth pastors trying to do whatever they can to, and I was just like, man, it's just changed so much. Yeah. Like, like what happened to the cargo shorts, you know, sleeveless shirt. Swaggy wearing, hair, mandals. Yeah, like, yeah, the puka shell necklace. Puka like, shell <laughs> and I was just like, there's just, it's just changed a whole lot on what it meant. Like just, to aspire to be a pastor and uh it's just been well it it goes back to first of all let me say i never had a puka shell necklace i've got one in my garage right now with a little cargo shorts yes little hawaii license plate that says (laughs) kyle (laughs) of course but you know like i mean i agree with that like there there's definitely more of an emphasis on style now than there was 15 years ago and i think a lot of that has to do with technology you know, we, we, we always talk about how kids are here or, you know, people are here. They're looking at, they're consuming this media and this technology. Well, that's, we've, we've run so far to try to hit those spots that, yeah, like naturally we're going to start looking and sounding and feeling like, you know, whatever, whatever the world is, is showing us. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and then the other side of it, I think on the leadership college side is by default, you know, when you're coming up under somebody who's supposed to be your leader, like you're going to adopt their style. Mm-hmm. You're going to adopt the, the the way they teach is the way you're going to essentially teach for a while or the way they dress. You're going to you're going to adopt their style, and especially when you look at like a pastor. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, 50 years ago, um, you know, our great grandparents or whatever, you know, pastor suit and tie, you know, black, thick King James Bible. And so like the next generation. 
suit and tie, a little bit smaller, King James Bible. You know, then the next generation is maybe suit, no tie, you know, NIV. And, you know, but it's like it's like everything still mirrors that generation before. But what's so weird to me now is is. It, is it just seems like we're it just seems like instead of starting to mirror the generation before now we've just like wide off into two very distinct paths yeah. or i feel like you know? instead of it taking a generation it's like every few months it's yeah, a which, total you know, they, shift yeah, because of online yeah. presence yeah because of the technology cal newport talks about that in his book digital minimalism nice. yeah the refresh rate how it, it it goes so much quicker now than it, than it used to um but it's just it is concerning. Like, and I think to to bring it back into like a church media world context, like it's it's I mean, how are we creating things that allow people to ask questions? You know, how are we creating things that, that don't focus on um, you know, the the cool pastors or the celebrity pastors or the cool churches or whatever? How do we just do things that reach reach our community? Um, yeah, I'm privileged to get to travel the state of Oklahoma and visit a lot of churches. And, you know, some of the, the churches I enjoy visiting the most are in the out-of-the-world out places that you would never visit unless you're going to that church. Yeah. But you can, you can just be in that community and realize how much of a difference they're making to the people in that community. Yeah. Like, and that's what the church should be about. Yeah. Well, we've bought you into know? the small lie that—or not the small lie, the lie that if you're a small church, then you must not be doing something as right as you could be, or yeah. you'd be a bigger church. And yeah. that's just not—it's not realistic and. and small towns it's not realistic in towns that have a hundred churches you know can't all be um i i think about my my wife's grandpa they live in marietta oklahoma and their church is never going to be remembered for anything you know what i mean like it's not some it's never going to be on instagram no one's ever gonna see a video about it but he's literally he's 80 years old every day of the week out doing something for somebody in their church Mm -hmm. and it's like no one talks about stuff like that, yeah. and that's not. I mean, he doesn't dress cool. He's yeah. probably me and him definitely don't have the same political leanings. You know what I mean? But he's he's living it, and yeah. so it's just he's not having to talk about it all the time. Yeah. I I have a friend. They just um, her and her husband just moved up to Colorado to pastor a youth group, and we had a phone call uh, last week. And we talked for a minute because she's super frustrated because she her word her wording was she wanted excellence and it's a way smaller church than we went to school together than the church we were interning at and she's frustrated because the worship team doesn't play with click tracks they don't have all this technology and I was like I stopped her because I was like girl like this church's definition of excellence is going to be way different than the church you were at because the sizing is different mm-hmm. and so maybe all this has to do with the pressure. Um, from mega churches, and I don't, I don't even know what that would w- look like. But like her, her, the the wording and everything, like she was using. I guess this church had ingrained in her brain that this is how it had to be. That now she's so um, dissatisfied being at this yeah. church. The mega church mentality. That's what John yeah. Mark John Mark Comer calls it. The mega church mentality. Yeah. He's like, in, a church can have a mega church mentality whether there are five thousand people mm-hmm. or two hundred people. Yeah. And he, in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, best book ever. I um, need to read it. He, he talks Everybody about, yeah, it. he talks about how, you know, his church grew by a thousand people a year for seven straight years. And he was like, his goal was to adamantly um, go against the mega church mentality. And I, I mean, they've been knocking it out of the park, yeah. but um, I, 
I know the church you're talking about, and that's 100% the mega church mentality. And we disguise, because um, I'm all for excellence, you know, like that was a big thing when I was a worship pastor, like we're going to be excellent, but excellence is just the best that you can do. Yeah. Um, it's not the best that someone else yeah. can do that you see. And so I'm um, just working towards. Well, and I mean, we, you know, we've, we've all been in or around mega churches and like it, mega we, we church. Know, we know that inherently, like most of them are not bad. I mean, you know, it's not like they they set out to to change the world in a way that's going to, you know, be negative towards contemporary, the rest of, you know, the church relevant, or whatever. Contemporary, <laughs> but you know, and we talked to a lot of those people, like on the creative side, they're they're more than willing to share to help. I mean, so it's not like the, the these are bad people. The hard thing is we comparison is just so rampant in society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've heard the the quote, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And, but it's like, even, you know, this mega church may be doing everything right and doing everything perfect to reach their community or reach an online community. But then some of these smaller churches or whatever the next step down church is, like all they do is compare the, what they're doing to that mega church. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself just creates a cycle of like not good enough and, and missing the mark on what the real focus should be. And maybe it's reaching the community or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the, the real thing is everyone just get off social media. I think yeah, that's really. The, I'm, I'm over it. it. <laughs> Doesn't, wouldn't Since affect me one bit. Well, this <laughs> past week, I, I'm so thankful for apps like later, um, please sponsor us or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, because like those allow me to schedule my stuff at work and then I've, I've deleted Instagram off my phone. Like I'll get on my like web browser and try to log in because I'm minimizing my time. And I did that because last week I was hanging out with friends and I clicked open Instagram and I saw like a really, I mean, what they were saying was fine, but it was just so like sad. And I was like, immediately while I'm hanging out with my friends, having a great time, I click it open and I was like, no, we're, we're done here. So I deleted it. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Comer talks about that in in his book. Uh, Cal Newport talks about that in digital minimalism. Um, You know, even taking that step of making it difficult to look up a web browser will help you. Yeah. July twenty eighth, that'll be a year for me. Wow. And I remember that's so literally insane. We and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even set out to do it. You know, like we had just got back from my ten year high school reunion, and I remember, like I, like I, we talked about earlier. I don't even know if we were recording yet. Like I loved high school; it was easy. Um, I wasn't like. I wasn't like a top student, but like things were fine for me. Like I was in with the cool kids or whatever you want to call it. At least I felt that way. Popular. Yeah. At least I felt that way, you know? So I guess, I mean, popular is uh, relative because I felt popular. And so I was kind of nervous about going to the, like, I just wanted to hold that image up, you know? And I wanted to make, I found myself in, in my life. I've talked about this several times, like only trying to make moments happen so that they could be captured for a picture, for a caption. And I was, I was robbing myself of witnessing those moments with my own eyes. And, um, cause I was looking through, looking, I was watching my kids' lives through my own phone rather than just watching them Mm -hmm. and, uh, doing that with every aspect of my life. Um, and hope and being passive aggressive, even when you wouldn't even think it was things that are passive aggressive, like, um, and so we got home from my 10 year reunion and I said, I was like, I'm going to delete my social media for the rest of the weekend and because my wife will be like i'm deleting my social media for like she does it a lot and i had never i never done it. i was just like just don't get on it like don't delete it and then i told her i was like i'm gonna delete it and then i just never got back on i didn't 
post about it like Corey Asbury. I didn't, uh, and then everyone that copied his posts, um, and I'm not going to, like, I don't, I, I, and it was, I I don't know. I was like, what if people don't see all my funny stuff, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm super funny and it's true. (laughs) You are. I mean, you're a great follower. I was like, you know what? That doesn't matter. Like all these fake relationships don't matter. Like call them out. And so like, not, not that anyone was being like intentionally fake, it was, it's the world that they live in. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that is real relationships to them. And I was like, you're missing it. Like, yeah. um, miss it. And then I had the fortune of reading the ruthless elimination of hurry. And I was like, that just validated it. Yeah. I know. I was like, man, I'm chilling. Yeah. God <laughs> well, is good. It, yeah. <laughs> and that is great. And like, I mean, I think that's the, the, the key. Like, I mean, we just got to quit comparing ourselves to everything that's going on and i mean we're not even talking about how divisive like something like social media is yeah you know because that's a whole different whole different podcast but it's just like you know we just got to do what god has asked us to do yeah like and in, in whatever that means and 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 even if we're doubting right now mm-hmm. trying to figure out what god is asking us to do like that's okay and we've got to be okay with that but we don't have to publicize it you yeah. know, we don't have to like, you know, go to social media and say, oh, I got my doubts because, you know, I mean, who knows what the real reason for doing that is. But yeah. it's just, you know, figure well, it out. Let just God like help you. Kyler you know? quoted the th- great theologian Andy Minio. Um, <laughs> Honestly, kind of. <laughs> certainty is the opposite of faith. And I feel like it's a it's a it's striving for certainty in the way church should be is that's causing like a lot of this comparison. It's like, okay, well, this church is figured out. Yeah. Like they are certain this yep. is how church needs to be. So mm-hmm. we have to be, I'm certain that this is how church needs to be. And so let's, let's strive for that. And it's like, you're like, let it change. Yeah. You know, let it, let it not be a certain thing. Like you've got your essential beliefs. Let those be essential forever. But then you've got your. And, and, and not to cut you off, but if they're your essential beliefs, actually do them. Yeah. You know actually make that a part of your your service yeah like <laughs> unity in essential beliefs grace and non-essential beliefs yeah. you know that's what so many churches yeah. say but then they just that has become a it's just words just a painted on their yeah. walls yeah yeah or just a catch catchy statement you say during the announcement time uh, if know, i hold, never have to see another cards. church announcement video <laughs> I, I calculated it up and like between 2012 and 2019 I had made an announcement video every single week for wow. that those 7 years. So Call Guinness. How many weeks is that? 52 times 7, 50 times 7, 352 times 7, 14, 364. You lost me when you said times. I don't know. So the, I think Elementary you, you teachers. The, so. Oh yeah, good. That's Sorry, good. Sorry, yeah, I confused the computer as well. Like it, it actually froze up for a second. So when you just start talking like numbers, that. computers <laughs> can't handle it. Zero like, one zero 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 one 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 zero one. So. Oh man. Well, you know, uh, what is there anything else we need to add? I feel it's like been a good. I mean, I'm sweating. I don't know if anybody's listening. I got like I got. It's good for us to have. I got my touch jug. What do you what what's your? I don't remember what I was gonna say. We can Did talk you about hear that slurp. Leadership colleges. Oh my gosh, wow. that was a sign from God. We probably yeah, shouldn't. We, maybe we shouldn't because our confidence monitor just fell. <laughs> I can still see it. Well, that's good. As long as you can still see yourself, Kyle. <laughs> Drinking out of that Tetch slurp jug. Slurp sound. <laughs> Tetch. 
Yeah, crossover slurp sounds here on the Create Initial Podcast. Man, it's it's been reaching the world, guys. Yeah. It's almost up to 200 listens, and I have promoted wait, it zero. <laughs> wait till it uh, wins the uh, road. It's kind of disturbing. Uh, Who's looking up? <laughs> I just want the hat. Like, yeah, free that's hat. me too. Like, I just it want better be a snapback, though, because I ain't in, in it for the Velcro or the little strap thing. Yeah. I'm not about it. The strap back. It's got to be a snapback. I need the snapback, and it needs to be... Uh, What's it called? Never mind. Unstructured. An unstructured snapback. There that's where go. the front of it doesn't have a little thing that keeps it. Like a crown? Yeah. Oh. So like it just, that's the only hats. That's what I always look up on Amazon, unstructured snapback, and then I find some hats. And I don't there have to go. wear hats anymore, though. That's true. So I'm not a church creative. That's true. <laughs> 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 oh, is that where my desire to wear hats all the time is coming from? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, my desire to wear hats is just I don't want to fix my hair. So. Oh, that too. Well, That's I just really keep on cool. cutting my hair shorter yeah. and shorter. So. I, I keep trying. My wife tells me no. So. I'm getting know. pretty good at cutting my own hair, guys. Yeah, it's, you uh, are. It, are can, you? I can see it. Yeah. I this like is, the little uh, the little V it makes. Oh, on the front? It's called yeah. a widow's peak, Kyler. Yeah, I have one, but um, it's natural. Mine's natural. This is natural. Yeah, but I didn't cut it like this. I buzzed my head, and this is this, this is how it grew. All right, there you go. There you go. It's been that way my whole life. Well, see? Um, as we oh, as we do. wrap it up, he well, didn't believe him. Here we go. Oh, I see it. As as we wrap up here today, um, we do need to mention Kyler. Uh, tell us a little bit the about the film, film festival. festival. Um, it is on June thirtieth. Well, actually, no, just kidding. That was way wrong. <laughs> I was so confident. Um, film submissions are due on June thirtieth. Is there a specific time you want? Uh, them? Just by midnight. By midnight. Eleven fifty nine p.m. Eleven fifty nine p.m. June thirtieth or June thirtieth. Ele- yes. Or midnight, June 29th. Midnight, July first. Eleven fifty nine p.m. June thirtieth. I'll be in Florida. Oh, well, Anyways. you can uh, you just upload online. So as long as you've got a connection, wow, there is a cash prize for a million dollars to the winner. So please, and <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 that was incorrect. Uh, that was very incorrect. I don't know what else. Perjury. I don't know when the day the actual thing is. Uh, on. Well, uh, thank you, thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Uh, June thirtieth is the the deadline. We've extended the the submission deadline. So uh, yeah, it's just short films. It's uh, announcement videos, promo uh, like videos, promo videos. Videos. There's also design categories. We've uh, actually had someone does, uh, upload uh, some of their their art on Canvas. Yes, actually, so, do it. Um, we we want to see your art. We just want to see your work, and uh, just have an opportunity to share. So what we'll do after June 30th, we will what. <laughs> Kyle. My ears will also hurting. feature you on you. our social media. Yeah, Give you you'll be out. featured on social media, and, which we love. Uh, which we love. Which we're, we we're, love. we're big fans of. But what we'll do is we'll take all the entries and we'll put them on our website, and then there will be one week of voting for fan voting. And so you can use social media to share the link and encourage all your friends to vote on on your stuff. And Voice then, save. Uh, to announce the winners, we're going to have a Zoom viewing party. And uh, we're, we're going to do it like Academy Awards style, red carpet style. And we'll have like our three finalists and we'll open the little envelope. And I don't say own a tie. So you better get one. I don't even own a tie. Use your uh, your screen press to make us some tuck shirts. I own an ascot. You and Jordan. You and Jordan I can only make one shirt at a time. You have an ascot? Yeah. Oh, wow. You have to wear that. I will wear night. that. So it's That's a suit and tie affair. Fancy. Suit and tie affair or suit and tie t-shirt affair. Whatever you can. I don't wear. even really own slacks. And You're a really teacher. 
I got some tech chinos. Tech chinos. <laughs> That's good. Well, uh, you know, this has been quite an episode. It's uh, you can tell we're in the dog days of summer already. So it's the dog days. It's yeah. a Florence and the Machine, guys. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, anybody last thoughts? Last I'm ready thoughts. for the machine to break. The off um, because uh, own you know, uh, uh, down with leadership schools. <laughs> oh wow, there it is. She <laughs> just <laughs> went for it. <laughs> she did. that when you said that, <clears throat> and she just like stuttered and like went for it. It reminds me of uh, uh, Flashpoint on News Channel Four. Yeah. On the Sunday mornings, when they, and they always do it. the promos of like. This Sunday coming up on Flashpoint, and it's got the the two different guys, and they're like, uh, "What did they say this week?" Kendra Pelosi Horn is speaking, and then the other guy's like, "She's a saint in a and I just and Kevin Ogles just like, <laughs> so that's what, what yeah. that's what you she just reminded me of the one that's always like <laughs> down, down with leadership schools, down with leadership colleges. Yeah, I don't Last have thoughts, I don't have any hot takes. Um, no hot takes. Oh, that's hot two take. weeks in a row. You tip your waiters and waitresses. That's right. Tip your waiters and waitresses. Uh, enter something for the film festival. Go to createinitiative.org slash film festival. You can get all the information. Uh, there's the upload button. And Go uh, eat at Crave Teriyaki in South OKC. Go eat at Crave, Crave Teriyaki, Teriyaki in Ooh. South May OKC. Avenue. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode. Get it spicy.